This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Hopefully you guys' weekend was great. A lot to catch up on on today's edition of the show. We'll start off talking about some uh, recruiting news and notes when it comes to BYU football. They picked up a commitment from a kid from Arizona in Sitalingi Havea over the weekend, as well as news of a transfer from Boise State that BYU potentially could be in on. We'll talk about those in the first segment. Second segment today, you'll hear from BYU head coach Kalani Satake. I had a chance to speak with him one-on-one, talk about closing up fall camp, how he thinks this team is coming together, and also his memories and his hopes to uh, play Utah in the first game of the year going forward. We'll talk about all of that with BYU head coach Kalani Satake in the second segment today. And of course, in the final segment, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the show. Of course, brought to you today by our title sponsor on the podcast and that is Deseret First Credit Union and our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of those great companies as you roll through today's podcast as well. So a lot to get to and let's get to it. This is Locked On Cougars for August 26th, 2019. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Monday. Let's kick things off today talking some BYU recruiting. Uh, BYU picked up a commitment from Chandler High School product, Sitalingi Havea. And this is a kid that is a big player. Six foot one, 330 pounds at the high school level. He is an absolute load for the Chandler Wolves. Of course, Chandler has produced a number of BYU standouts over the previous few years. Jacob Conover, the four-star quarterback who was on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, of course, was the star quarterback there for Chandler during three seasons as the starter there. Also, the Romney brothers, uh, well, Gunner in particular coming from Chandler. Tate Romney, his younger brother, currently playing at Chandler. And all signs indicate that he'll probably end up as a BYU Cougar as well, but Sitalingi Havea, just the latest to come from Chandler to commit to BYU, and he will play to the defensive line for BYU at 6'1", 330 pounds. He is your consummate nose tackle uh, prospect. He'll probably have to slim down a little bit at BYU. I do question if he's actually 6'1", but anymore as a defensive lineman, I think that um, you can play as a shorter guy on the defensive line if you have if you're good enough, plain and simple. Uh, you look at guys in the NFL, it used to be that, yeah, you wanted the Haloti Nata, and of course, Haloti, a long time a BYU guy that did not commit to BYU, but Playing at six foot five, three hundred and thirty pounds, there was there's always that prototype you want—a guy who's taller, who's still got all the speed and the size. But anymore, you look at what's going on in the NFL, and if you can play plain and simple, teams will take you. I think that Sitalingi Havea, yeah, the fact that he's six foot one, maybe six foot, but he can still play at 330 pounds. He plays the polling guard on offense for Chandler as well on the offensive side of the ball. I think he is going to be a good pickup for BYU when all is said and done. I think he's got all of the ability in the world, it appears. Uh, Chandler, of course, one of the bigger high schools in Arizona, have won multiple state titles in recent years, and it's an elite uh, program, plain and simple. Uh, Their head coach, the former head coach, is now an assistant coach at Arizona State. Herm Edwards signed them, but they just carried on doing what they 
they do. And it's awesome to see a product like this, Sitalini Havea, just another addition out of the out of the Chandler area in Arizona coming to BYU and it's become quite a little pipeline for the Cougars and here's hoping they can continue to mine it going forward uh, another guy that you want to keep an eye on if you're a BYU fan is the name of Keegan Duncan uh, recently announced and I broke this news on Twitter late last week that he has entered the NCAA transfer portal you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch you also can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Cougars but Keegan Duncan is from Declo, Idaho uh, of course Scott Gerard my boss at the Zone Sports Network, our program director, our vice president of radio operations. He is a Declo native as well. But uh, Keegan Duncan, came, coming out of high school, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was just an absolutely stellar running back. Ran for over 2,000 yards his senior season. Uh, Declo won back-to-back state titles at the 2A level in Idaho. But he was the Idaho uh, Gatorade Player of the Year, a truly elite prospect, was a four-star prospect according to 24-7 Sports before committing to BYU, but now he has entered the NCAA transfer portal, and I can tell you this much, BYU is interested in him, and it sounds like he does have some interest in BYU. Of course, he'll evaluate all of his options as he decides to find his find a new program, uh, leaving Boise State as a true freshman. He was originally spotted uh, sporting a knee brace and on crutches. Uh, it appears that he'll be out for the season regardless of where he ends up. He has a knee injury that will require season-ending surgery, but Keegan Duncan's an intriguing prospect. Six foot two, 215 pound prospect, ran the 100 meters in under 11 seconds. So he's got plenty of speed. He's got great speed, plenty of speed and great size, excuse me. We'll see how it shakes out for BYU in terms of recruiting him, if they're able to land his signature this go around. I know they were interested in him originally coming out of high school. I do wonder if he's got plans to be set on playing a running back and maybe Boise State wanted him to move to linebacker because he has all the elite tools to be an elite linebacker with that size and speed combo. Also, I think he could be an effective running back in the right scheme, and we'll see how it shakes out for the Cougars if they're able to get in and sign him as a transfer coming out of the NCAA transfer portal. Just another name to keep an eye on in, uh, with Sitalingi Havea committing, and then also Keegan Duncan could be another addition to the BYU class uh, in 2020, but we'll, of course, keep you updated with any other news that comes out about that. Uh, all right, so there you go. That is some of my thoughts on a BYU in terms of their recruiting. Big pick up in terms of their defensive line for the 2020 class with Havea committing and also Keegan Duncan could be an intriguing pickup on the transfer market if BYU so chooses to pursue that angle. All right, that'll do it for the first segment here on today's podcast. Of course, coming up next, BYU head coach Kalani Satake had a great chance to catch up with him, talk with him about uh, how he thought fall camp went for his team, how they've come together, and also facing Utah in the first game of the year this coming Thursday, just three days away. Crazy to think that, but also exciting at the same time. Uh, before we go, a reminder for you guys that the NFL season begins next week, which means that Crossover Wednesdays will be back right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. For the entire regular NFL season, you'll get special episodes every Wednesday as the hosts of opposing teams, so Locked On t- Team Networks, will meet up and they'll have a crossover podcast where they talk about those games happening that week between those two teams. Find your favorite team. I'm a 49ers fan. Locked On 49ers with Brian Peacock is fantastic. Locked. Find your favorite team wherever you get your podcast and be sure not to miss the NFL listeners favorite segment with the crossover podcast on Wednesdays beginning next week right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
All right, guys, I want to take a minute and talk to you about our title sponsor on the podcast, and that is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of those members. So they're asking all of their members right now of DFCU, what is your passion? What is your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard and even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now's a great time to consider it and refinance your mortgage to keep more money in your pocket. Who doesn't like keeping extra money in your pocket? I love having extra walking around money and refinancing your mortgage might be the right answer for you. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. The DFCU mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. If you're a first-time buyer, you've got a fifth home, you're going with an investment property, they'll make sure you're in the right situation for you. Give them a call, 801-456-7070. That's 801-456-7070. Or visit dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply. DFCU is an equal housing lender. Back to Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. A reminder for you guys, when you guys are out and about driving around, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it, play podcast Locked On Cougars. That way you stay up to date with everything going on in BYU sports news with this daily podcast. All right, uh, going to get to an interview here in just a second with BYU head coach Kalani Satake, one-on-one with myself. But I have to say right before we do this, Kalani Satake is a great man. He's got a tough job at BYU, there's no doubt about it. There's all kinds of restrictions in terms of the honor code, academic restrictions, just the recruiting element all in all. But Kalani Satake is just an awesome, awesome human being, plain and simple. And I wanted you guys to know that. I think most of you already understand that, but that's just kind of my shameless plug for this man. He is very proud to be the head coach at BYU. It's kind of been a dream of his for a lot of his life. He always wanted to kind of succeed and carry on Lavelle Edwards' legacy at BYU and I think that Lavelle will be proud of him in terms of what he's done I know that people are upset about that 4-9 record in 2017 I get that but I think Lavelle Edwards will be very proud of what Kalani has done just in terms of leading on his legacy carrying on his legacy in Provo with the BYU football program I had a chance to speak with him for just a couple of minutes after BYU's final scrimmage last week talk with him about closing up fall camp how he feels his team has come together and also talk about facing Utah this week, just three days away. So let's get to it. BYU head coach Kalani Satake right here on Locked On Cougars. How do you feel this team has come together? Oh, I'm loving it. I, I, I mean, this has been such a cool thing for me to see as a coach. And uh, I've mentioned it before how, how our players have really taken ownership, mm-hmm. you know, and voiced their opinions on a lot of different things and, and given me a lot to think about as I started planning um, back in the offseason and after the bowl game. And so it's been a lot of fun putting it together and have their feedback. has been so cool. They've been open to feedback as well. So that's a great part about it is that our players are uh, given the, the autonomy to say what they want. Even if it doesn't make any sense, you know, it's, it's good for us to, to let them speak and for us to hear it. And there's some things that they want that I thought, well, that doesn't really do any good. And 
Um, it just shows you how old I'm getting in the generation gap. But uh, this this generation is different than ours, and so it'd be important for me to adapt to how they learn, adapt to how they function. I'm amazed at how well they can multitask, and so it's, it's our ability to use their um, generation learning patterns and and uh, help them out. You know, I think it's easy for me to try to coach the same way that I've always coached, but that's never going to work if I want to stay in the game. There's a reason why the NFL is going to really young coaches is because they, they're connected to that, that generation and I like to be my connection more than just music, you know, and so uh, um, and slang and stuff like that. But I, I think that uh, being able to understand them and how they how they function has been really cool. And a lot of that has to do just communicating with these guys and having them feel open to to share a lot of their thoughts and feelings. How much of that was you coming in here having that plan, and how much of it has been since you've been here developing that, I guess, method of coaching? Well, I mean, I, I wish it was faster, right? Because when I played. Um, it might sound old when I said back when I played, but um, when Lavelle was coaching and, and I was playing for him, we had a staff that was awesome, and they naturally did that. They 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 um, let the coaches let the, let the players coach. They let the players have a lot of input in the in the game. I mean, there's times that I would I would run a play into the quarterback and tell him to play, and he would change it in the huddle. And Norm Chow and Lance Reynolds and all the other coaches would be like, "Oh, good call," you know, and so. Um, I think that's a cool thing, man. I, I don't think that we should coach from a pedestal because I think that it's not as effective. And uh, I mentioned to the team that I don't have all the answers, but I think collectively as a unit, as we collaborate and we work together, coaches and players, that uh, we can really get this thing going. And, uh, you know, we're really trying to, we're trying to push that from, from the beginning when we got here. It just it's, it's really taken some legs and, and started to really form this year more than the others. But I thank the other players in the, in the previous three years that have really tried to make it work it's just I think it's just really grasped this this group right now I wanted to talk to you about your memories of the Utah rivalry you've played mm-hmm. in this rivalry you've coached in this rivalry what have been some I guess your, your biggest memories of it um jeez the games when I was a, a fan mm-hmm. games as a player you know and um and as a coach it's weird to the uh the 10 years I spent at the U you know mm-hmm. and then also the, the times I grew up so it's like the uh I've seen both sides and how very similar they are, you know, and that happens when you have great, passionate fans. And um, then when that happens, it becomes really highly competitive and fan bases want to win so badly. So um, I'm just thankful of my role in it and the role that I've had as a fan and as a player and, and as a coach and now as a head coach. Uh, the situation that we're in and, and the, you know, just being able to go against great friends that I have on that coaching staff. I mean, I'm friends with all those guys and, and um, you know, Kyle being a mentor of mine. So it's, it's been, there's a, a high level of ad- admiration and, and respect that I have for them and love, but I still want to win, you know, so that's, and I know they feel the same way. That's kind of how we were built. So um, looking forward to a highly competitive game and, and, uh, and loving the fact that our friendships can still flourish in that type of situation. Last thing for me, you've been a proponent of this game being played every year because you said you grew up in this rivalry, you played in the rivalry, you coached in the rivalry. With it being the first game of the year, is that where you think the ideal slot is for it if you can't have it at the end of the year every year? Oh, I love it. I love it at the beginning. There's a a different sense of urgency uh, knowing that this is the first game. And and I I think that whether people want to admit it or not, it's given our guys a, a... a deeper and uh, a quicker attention. You know, it's like they're, 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 the intention is so much stronger. I'm not saying that the other ones weren't 
as um, important, but it's just cool to have this feeling because now whether we play them or not in the first game, next year we have to try to simulate it and try to get this type of feeling again now, now that we've gotten to this point. And so it's, I'm grateful that happened. If it was my choice, I'd love to have it game one every year. But uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it however we can. One thing that I'm thankful for is that such a competitive and, and a highly ranked team as Utah favored to win the Pac-12, things like that. And, and they've done an amazing job with that with that group, the coaches and, and the staff. Um, it's, it's, it's made us better already. So um, looking forward to the competition, the, the game, and uh, see what, what, what we can come out of it. But the more important thing is that the preparation that we've had, we've got to do that every year regardless of who the first opponent is. It just happens to be Utah and is helping us this year. Coach, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there you go. BYU head coach Kalani Satake, and you heard him say it. If they can't, if they can have it the first game of the year facing Utah, he would take it every year. I know that I've had some people reach out to me and say that they're over this. They've hated the buildup to this game, the first game of the year. I've quite enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Granted, I don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to a lot of the vitriol going on on social media. I tend to avoid that if at all possible. And I get that fans like to engage with one another and talk back and forth. But it can get quite toxic, especially in this rivalry. So I would encourage you guys, it's just my plug for it, enjoy the rivalry. There's no doubt it's a fun time of year. It's fun to have your rival, and here's hoping the BYU can snap the eight-game losing streak and make some more parity in this rivalry because it's been one-sided for going on a decade at this point. But I still think that it would be a good idea that if we just be, be a little more civil, just be just be a human being, plain and plain and simple. And it it's, can be tough to do. I absolutely get it. There are trolls on both sides. There absolutely are. And social media just brings up the worst in people. Keyboard warriors are the worst. But do a little bit better to, if you can to just be a little more kind, a little more patient, and be a little more loving. And I know that's tough to do, especially when you're facing off against your chief rival. But just an idea. And my my. My 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 question my 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 plea for you guys just be a little more kind on the interwebs. All right, one thing before we need to go is to get to our church and state rivalry player countdown series. We're just three days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season, and today we're talking about Chaz Ayu, six foot two, two hundred and six pound athlete from Saratoga Springs, Utah, Westlake High School product. We'll also talk about Jaron Hall here in just a minute, but Chaz Ayu, I think he's gonna have a big role to play for BYU this year. He'll back up Zane and. Anderson to that flash linebacker spot, and Zane Anderson has had a standout fall camp, but Chaz Audio has done nothing to hurt himself, let's put it that way. I think he's going to come in and really be an impressive athlete for BYU at that position as he continues to put weight on. Uh, he's got, he'll be a sophomore this coming season, so he's got two more years in a BYU uniform, and I would expect by the time that Chaz Audio is done with his BYU career, he'll be one of the better, court, better linebackers that BYU has seen in the recent past, and that's saying something. That's just my thought because I see every physical trait in Chaz Ayu that I've seen in some of the other great BYU linebackers of the recent past. So here's hoping he's able to play well this year, really set himself up to have a big junior and uh, senior campaign. He has a big role to play on this year's team, and I'm expecting him to really stand out. And here's hoping that he has good health and he's able to come in and make an impact right away. Uh, one other note for you is Jaron Hall, a quarterback from Spanish Fork, Utah, redshirt freshman from Maple Mountain High School. Uh, he is going to have a role to play on this team as well. I know a lot of people wonder, well, is Jaron Hall going to be on the field the same time as Zach Wilson? I would expect you do see that at some point this season. I don't know when. 
I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think you'll see it. I think Saturday night in the Miami uh, Florida game, we saw Tate Martell, of course, the big transfer from Ohio State. Well, he was beaten out for the starting quarterback job, but they put him on the field at wide receiver. He, uh, he, pl- he played a couple of plays, he didn't play a lot. I don't necessarily think that Jaron Hall is going to be running uh, fly sweeps for BYU anytime soon. I think they have guys like Leva Hifo who are more than capable and actually very good at doing that. But I could see a guy like Jaron Hall having a role to play for BYU this year, maybe a special package, etc. So keep an eye out for him. Like I said, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I do expect that you'll see both Jaron Hall and Zach Wilson on the field together for BYU at some point this season. I don't know. Like I said, there's there's so many different ways you could do that, but I do expect you're going to see them playing together at some point uh, on the field. And I think Jaron Hall is an elite athlete. I think he's a guy who has got all the capability. If Zach Wilson was limited in any way, shape, or form, the coaching staff would not hesitate to put him in the game and even start him in a game if they needed to. But Jaron Hall, he's kind of been a loyal soldier, and it's been a good thing to see from BYU is his ability to just go out and impact the game. And I'm expecting he's going to have a big-time role this coming season to play for BYU. So there you go. Jaron Hall and Chaz Ayu, three days away in our church and state rivalry player countdown series of course we'll be counting it down until we get to thursday we've got two more days to go on this and it's exciting to think that it's almost here stay tuned for that of course we'll have it covered for you each day right here on locked on cougars all right we'll come back on the other side catch up on everything else going on in byu sports news this is the locked on cougars podcast available everywhere podcasts are to be found please subscribe rate and review on whichever podcast provider you use Thank you in advance for your continued support of the show. Our download numbers have been awesome this month, and it's all a thanks to you guys who have supported this podcast. And it's, Our goal is to be your one-stop shop for all things BYU sports news. All right, more in a moment. This is Locked on Cougars. All right, guys, wanted to take a minute today and talk to you about another sponsor on today's podcast, and they're our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local company located right here in Utah, in Utah County in particular. They can serve anybody along the Wasatch Front. doesn't matter where you live, up in Davis, Weber County, Salt Lake County, Tooele County, Wasatch County, Utah County. They've got you taken care of. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. You're not ever going to see All Guard knocking on your door saying, hey, are you looking to have some bugs, bug service? No, that's not what they do. They don't believe that they should be bugs bugging you by knocking on your door. They do have quarterly pest control programs, which is awesome for people who don't ever want to see a pest and have that peace of mind. My wife is one of those individuals and I completely get it. I It's just, it makes it so you don't have to worry about it. But also, if you just want a one-time service, you've got one issue that you need addressed one time, they'll show up, take care of you, and they're not going to sign you up to a contract that locks you in for years to come. They'll come out, service at the one time because they believe in their product, they believe in what they're doing, that if they earn your service that one time, you'll come back to them in the future. So guys, check out All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird and his team, they are fantastic, not to mention they're huge Cougar fans, so check them out. They use the safest products in the industry so you don't have to worry about that as well. They have awesome online reviews. Of course, you can go on any of them. You go to Google, Yelp, anything you got. All Guard Pest Control, five-star reviews across the board. They do a great job making sure they take care of their customers. So give them a call. 801-851-1812 or visit them at allguardpestcontrols.com. You can check them out. Like I said, Seth and his team are the best of the best. Give them a call, 801-851-1812, or visit them, allguardpestcontrols.com.
right, guys, as we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, I want to thank you guys once again for your continued support of the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Let's start off on the hardwood with BYU men's basketball. They wrapped up their Italian tour uh, with an 81-55 victory against LCC International, which means BYU went 4-0 on their in their four games over there in Italy. They spent the weekend in Capri, really enjoying that vacation. It looked absolutely beautiful, and congratulations to them on going 4-0 on this trip. Uh, the only unfortunate news coming out of it, was, of course, was Zach Selyus and that broken foot. They'll have to undergo surgery, and his timetable for return is not determined. BYU has not determined it, but it sounds like it'd be 10 to 12 weeks, roughly, according to what Vanquish the Foe had to say about it. And we'll see how it shakes out for him, but all the same, congratulations to Mark Pope and his staff on the big wins over the last week there in Italy. Um, other news in BYU sports news, BYU women's soccer improved to 2-0 on the season. Michaela Coulihan, talk about an absolute star for the BYU women's soccer program. She had a late goal to lift BYU to a 2-1 victory over Mississippi State, completing BYU's road trip 2-0. Fantastic to see it. Elise Flake, the other Mac Herman Trophy Award watchlist honoree, got the first goal of the season in the 21st minute uh, to get BYU on the board first. BYU now 2-0 on the season. They outshot Mississippi State 10-2 in the first half. Flake had five of those attempts in the first half. So in the 85th minute, Michaela Coulihan coming through big time and picking up the victory for BYU on the road. They return to Southfield for their home opener on Friday against Southern Utah. That'll be at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. That's a late game, but it will be streamed on the WCC Network. An audio broadcast will be heard on the BYU Sports Network as well. But congratulations to Jennifer Rockwood and her team. 2-0 on the season, going down to SEC country and coming out with two victories is a great way to start their season. Um, other sports news for BYU is BYU women's volleyball held a blue and white scrimmage Saturday afternoon at the Smith Fieldhouse, giving fans a preview of the 2019 team. They played four sets. Uh, the white team dropped the first set before winning the last three to win the match overall. 18-25, 25-12, 25-18, 25-21 were the scores in the four matches. So pretty evenly uh, balanced on both sides but McKenna Miller registered a match held 19 kills while adding 8 blocks so congratulations to her on a great showing in the blue and white scrimmage they enter the season ranked number 9 in the, in the preseason AVCA coaches poll they'll open the season hosting Boise State number 16 Marquette and Utah Valley or UVU in the Nike Invitational this coming Friday and Saturday on August 30th and 31st the first match for BYU women's volleyball will be Friday at noon against Boise State so stay tuned for that I'm expecting BYU women's volleyball to have another successful season. It looks like they're off to a great start, and we'll see how they do this coming weekend in that Nike Invitational. All right, last thing for me before we wrap up today's show is that BYU sports camps, of course, they're, they go on all summer long. Every sport, every activity you can think of has got one of these if your kids are looking for something, something to do during the summer. Well, they announced a new series of camps called Cougar Basketball Academy with Lee Kamard, which will be take place in the Marriott Center Annex of course, Lee is a former Cougar All-American, was an assistant coach on the men's team last year. He's now an assistant coach on the women's team. He will coach uh, camp participants, both boys and girls, first through sixth grade, on ball handling, passing, shooting, defense, finishing coordination, and work ethic. The academy will run for one hour, three nights a week, on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, from beginning this week, this Tuesday, August 27th to September 19th in the Annex. The sessions will be conducted at the, at the following times, first and second grades, 
start at 6 p.m., third and fourth grade at 7 p.m., and fifth and sixth grade at 8 p.m. You can visit BYUSportsCamps.com for more information. That gets going tomorrow. If you have a youngster looking to improve their basketball skills, Lee is a former All-American and knows what he's doing, so go check that out at the Marriott Center Annex. Like I said, BYUSportsCamp.com will have more information for you. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Plenty to cover. Of course, recapping the first weekly uh, press conference with Kalani Satake that I'll be in attendance at later on today. So keep it locked right here on Locked on Cougars. Also check out 1280thezone.com and the Zone Sports Network later on today for all of that information as well. Until then, have a great rest of your Monday. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks to Deseret First Credit Union for being our title sponsor, as well as All Guard Pest Control for their continued support of the program as well. We'll catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for August 26th, 2019.